What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. And grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, if you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but it's still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with somebody and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, Maggie Norton. Hi. What's Thanks up? Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Of course. Welcome in. First time on the show. Before we get too far into anything at all, plug everything up front. Social media. Sure. This will come out Monday. So any shows you have coming up next week, anything like that. Sweet. Um, Instagram, Maggie Naughton. Uh, TikTok, Maggie Naughton 3. Okay. Got in there relatively early. And then <laughs> I'm the third. <laughs> and then um, I'm pretty much at Greenwich Village Comedy Club every night. So check me out there. Boom. Greenwich Village. Shout out. Shout out. So I wanted to have you on. Uh, so it was kind of a happenstance. I was doing spots at Greenwich Village and uh, you were on stage and I heard you mention something about being sober. Yes. And then I turned to one of the comics in the room. I go, oh, she's sober? And the other comic went, eh. <laughs> and I was like, that. okay, that's perfect. That yeah. sounds like a, a great thing. But before we get into like the drinking and the partying and all that kind of stuff, since it's your first time on the show, tell everybody kind of. I always ask the same two questions, you know, obviously, where are you from originally? Because most people aren't from New York. But mainly what I like to get to know about people is because I'm obsessed with comedy just as like an art form because I'm a douche. Uh, (laughs) But it's a very niche thing. It's a very niche lane. Um, And I know that because when I talk to like my guests at the restaurant, they go, oh, we love comedy. I go, oh, who's your favorite comic? And they go, you know, Dave Chappelle or Robin Williams. And I'm like, all right, well, that's not that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you even find stand up? Yeah, so I'm from Massachusetts originally, and I fucking Boston over here, dude. (laughs) If I drop my R's, don't be mad. Um, Hey, we fucking do it all the time. (laughs) Um, so I had always kind of wanted to try stand up, but it was one of those things where I think kind of where I grew up, it felt a little bit braggy to say like, "Oh, I think I'm funny. I should be on stage." But how did you? But how did that even happen? The I. Funny people go on stage. Like, how right. did you even find that? That's actually a good point. I guess I would say I didn't. I didn't immediately say, "Oh, I want to do stand up." I just wanted to perform. I wanted to be in front of people. Yeah, and plays. You just wanted, like that. yeah, the attention. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love attention. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So then, and I think you get. I faked paralyzed one time because I didn't think I was getting enough attention from that's my family. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I faked an eye exam to get glasses. I don't know if that's the same. There thing, you go. Yeah, like, yeah, that's same, yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. I'm struggling just, at nine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when people, I remember Jackass was a big thing, and I talk about this on stage. But I, uh, there's a video still to this day on YouTube. Brennan Staples himself, because there was this very pretty girl that my sister worked with, and I wanted her just to notice me. Uh-huh. So everyone's like, I was like, oh, I bet I could staple, like, put the stapler into me, and they're like, there's no way, and I was like. 
yeah, I bet I could. And then everyone, like a crowd formed and they got that old 2007 camera phone that out. Amazing. And I was like, ah. <laughs> and she's like screaming, horrified. Right. And I Not was like, into it. I killed it. <laughs> she loves me. You're like, she's very emotional right now. I got her. <laughs> yeah, she's totally mine. So for you, you loved like – you noticed at a young age you loved when people paid attention. Yes. And then it's funny because I think I got older and you become insecure. You realize things about yourself that you maybe are like, ah, I don't need everyone looking at this. Yeah. And I kind of moved away from it. What do you think it. I sit like this all the time? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, anyway. Um, so I was going to go to med school. That was like my whole So plan. when you say you moved away from it, what what's the timeline on that? The, for both. So obviously around nine, you're faking to get glasses and stuff like that. Yes. So at a young age, you knew you wanted attention. Did you ever do school plays? Did you ever mm-hmm. – so you got into that and then at what point were you like actually I kind of don't – maybe I don't want all this attention? Yeah, I think it was probably – I did all the plays up through starting high school. Okay. And then when I got to high school, I was like, I want to be popular. So yeah. I didn't do the plays. Okay. And in hindsight, so stupid. But at the time, it feels important. So I did like track and stuff like that. Okay. The rest of- so you were a mean girl. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Yeah, you. I mean, you seem very fetched. So <laughs> thank you so much. Of course, that's uh, not going to take off. Um, so for you, so you were popular in high school. I would. Say, I would say. I mean, you can admit my sisters were popular. My older brother was popular. I, on the other hand, was not. I got bullied a lot. I didn't hit my growth spurt till I was a senior in college or a senior in high school. College would be. But tough. I, yeah, that would be real tough. But I made up for it when I got to college. Yeah. I played college football, and I was like, I'm not gonna oh, get shit. fucking bullied anymore. You know, did the whole thing like not gonna have a girlfriend, gonna right. party. Like yeah. I, I had my two years of that, and then I got my eighth concussion. They're like, yeah, you can't play football anymore. Mm-hmm. So. I so don't feel like too humbled, like to be like, oh, I mean, I guess I had friends. Like, we all know who was popular and who wasn't. Isn't it in funny that time. too? Because I wouldn't, I was not like the most. By so you're not means. okay. So you're not. Uh, you're Regina not um, George. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you're not Regina <laughs> no, George. No, by no means. I just. I was had a looking lot of for the the actress's name, but I can't oh, find Rachel it. McAdams. Thank you. I yeah. knew it was Rachel something. Yeah, eight concussions. What can I say? <laughs> So you're not you're not Regina George. No, okay. I no. I was just very involved, like kind of. I would say I got invited to things, but no one cared if I was there or not. You know. Okay. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. That no, that makes sense. Yeah. That's that's very much how I feel like I am in the New York comedy scene. Where like I'll show up and be like, oh shit, Brennan's here. Right. But if I'm not there, no one's like, hey, dude, where are you at? Yeah. Like the party can't happen yeah. because I didn't show up. Cancel it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then in high school, you stopped doing the plays. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, you still have some form of wanting attention. You know, you're with the popular kids. You're a pretty girl. You're kind of like, all right, cool. I'm going to run track. You're an athlete. So then what happens to where – like when do you find actual stand-up? So in college – so I went to UW-Madison in Wisconsin and they have – That's the – is that the big one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they have this comedy and um, Wait, is that the University of Wisconsin? Yeah. It's just when you said UW, it threw me off. Yeah, I don't know Most why. people would say University of Wisconsin. Right. Like Eric Walsh has that bit about yes, my the top joke. three colleges, yeah. Harvard, Yale, University of Wisconsin. Yes. Um, so you went to the University of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, Hannah Burner played tennis at the University I know. of Wisconsin. I love that about her. Yeah, close personal friend. Um, so you go there and then what ha- – like – what what happens? Do you do you go there for track? Do you try to get on the track team? No. Do you, okay, so no. you're like so, I did it in high school, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. But so because you know everyone has different. The only reason I went to FAU is because it was the only Division one school where I could play at. Very cool. Everything else was like D two, D three, and I was like, no, I'm playing D one, and that yeah. was the only place. For sure. So you know everyone has different reasons why they go. Being from Boston. Or excuse me, Massachusetts, and I've had this conversation relentlessly with people. Now I'm from a state where there are huge public universities. Mm -hmm. So I 
it always blew my mind when people left their state to go to school. Totally. It's like you have to pay out of state tuition and stuff. It has recently uh, been told to me from my girlfriend, Tracy, because she grew up in Massachusetts okay. as well, that most of the schools in Boston and Massachusetts are either elite mm. or garbage. Yeah. And a lot of them are private. So they're super expensive. So it actually makes more sense to go outside of the state. I wouldn't – that is true. I wouldn't even say that was my reason. I think I was just like I had spent – my whole life in Massachusetts, I knew I was going to move to New York eventually. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is kind of my chance to try something completely different. Yeah. So – When you say you knew you were going to move to New York eventually, why? Why? I just have always loved it. I have okay. a lot of family from there. Yeah. Uh, my dad's from here. So it was just sort of – Well, see, that that's more realistic. Mine was always like a dream. Like mm -hmm. I started doing comedy at 09 and the whole oh, thing nice. was New York or LA. Right. But I always had like the – literally like these vivid dreams of like being on the subway and looking at the skyline. Totally. But I had only ever been to New York once when I was like a little kid. Okay. And Got then it. I came here as an adult with my ex and I was like, oh, it's New York. Like I'm yeah. coming to New York. Yeah. Uh, but for you, it was more – for me, it was always like a, a pipe dream. And then I eventually made it happen. But for you, it was more real – like you had family family from oh, totally. the area. So you yeah. were just like, okay, I know after school I'm going to go to New York. So let me try to go to one of the top 50 party schools in the country and yeah. see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. And boy, did it happen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, so then you go, do you go for uh, pre-med? Do you go for yeah. like, bio what did you major in? Uh, biology. Yeah. That's... Biology and journalism. Because I think a little part of me was like, you're not going to be a good doctor. So I like did both. <laughs> hey, you know what they call the person who finished last in med school? Still a doctor. Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then what – when did you – what was the first time you got on stage after – because you take this hiatus obviously through high school. Mm -hmm. Was it in college when you get back on stage? Still no. Wow. So, so you know. went through eight years of just not Nothing. doing anything. Nothing. I didn't – because I when I was younger, I was doing like choirs, plays. I yeah, was so doing you were in, in it. Yeah. yeah. And then I really – it was – honestly, it wasn't until COVID. I was like living at my parents' house so miserable mm -hmm. and I needed some sort of outlet. I started taking um, sketch writing classes. Okay. And then I was like, this is so fun. I like the writing, but I kind of miss, like, I want to be able to be the person who's saying what I'm mm -hmm. writing, you know? Yeah. And Control so then, freak, yeah. Yeah. That's how most of us are. Yeah. And so then I moved to New York. That's how we get into it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Being a psycho. A lot of people are like, yeah, I started an improv and I was like, fuck this. I need yeah. to be in complete control. hundred percent. Yeah. So I moved May 2021 and pretty oh, okay. much that summer started stand-up. Oh, okay. So you yeah. moved and then you were just like boots on the ground. Let's yeah. go. So I wanted to talk – because you do have a lot of stories. And again, we talked about it briefly before the mics got hot. But you did take a hiatus from drinking for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to ask you a, a couple things uh, about that. Um, but first I wanted to ask. So when you got back – because you've – like you said, you started full – like, let's go in 2021. Yeah. So, which is when I, I moved here in uh, July of 21. Oh, nice. Um, so, we were kind of on the same timeline. Yeah. So, when you get here and you just get into comedy, how does the Greenwich Village thing happen? So, I got a serving job at Broadway probably like – I think it was – On purpose? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you were like, okay. This will be my way in yeah, type yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. So, I got a serving job February 2022. So, you're a couple months into comedy. Mm -hmm. You're like, let me see the lay of the land. So, you get a serving job there. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And then through that, got to know the bookers better, other comedians. Yeah. And then just I got in at Greenwich and the booker there and I like have similar. Okay. Ethics, yeah. Well, because the only reason I ask is because it's one of those things where it's a big deal. And I talk about this whenever I have comics on, but to get passed at any club mm -hmm. is a big deal because then you have a, a place 
where because and you know this from when you you know you got into comedy and a lot of people who are in comedy know this it's the open mic scene can be brutal especially Mm -hmm. in cities like this where the market's oversaturated totally because it's just comics right so the things that make comics laugh aren't going to work at shows boy because it's fucking bad right like it's dark or it's super gritty or it's super outlandish Mm -hmm. um and then so it's very hard to gauge so just having a place where you're like okay i'm here every single night I'm here for, you know, four spots a week, right. whatever, even if it's two spots a month, like as long as you have a place to where you can be like, all right, I've been working on this stuff at Mike's and now I want to try it in front of a real audience mm-hmm. to see if it's even worth anything. So for you, that's, that's an awesome thing to have because oh, you're I'm just so like, lucky. yeah, I'm there all the time. Yeah, it's great. Because there are, there are people I know, you know, I've, I've talked to friends who are like, yeah, I moved to a big city, be it New York or LA. And they're like, yeah, I had to start doing open mics again. Mm-hmm. And these are people like, like if I go back to Florida, like I can get booked on a lot of stuff. Right. The southeast in general, but like in New York, it's like how many followers? No, 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 oh, back like, of the line, Playboy. It's crazy. Um, but then I, I've had friends that are like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm still doing open mics, and I'm like, you, dude, you've been there for six years, right? And, and they're, they're great, like, yeah, you know and they're I mean? hilarious, but they're just like, yeah, this is just how yeah. you know I haven't caught it yet. So for you to catch it that early is fantastic because it doesn't do anything but help you. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm really lucky. So. Let's talk about it. It's the <laughs> elephant in the room. Normally, we spend a little more time doing the background, but because your background was kind of such a straight shot, it yeah. was a lot. Of, it, you'd be surprised. I've had people on where they're like, I started comedy and then I quit comedy and then I started comedy uh, again. Yeah. Ergo me. I did that. Um, so for you, when was the first time that you like like drank? Do you okay. remember the first time you like – not got drunk, but the first time you even tried alcohol? Yes. I was with my – I was like – I think I was going into high school. I was with my cousins. We did like a cousin's trip to the Cape. Okay. And they were like – Fucking Cape Cod. Yeah. That's where everyone in Massachusetts goes. Let me tell you. I was with Tracy, my <laughs> girlfriend, this past summer and we went down to the Cape. Oh, you know, yeah. That's where the families go out of house there. Well, Trump. not her family, but you know, families have Family houses there. It. Yeah. So you guys go down to the Cape and it's just – so you're at this point like 13. Yeah, 13, 14. So, yeah. but do you go with like the family or is it just the cousins? Just the cousins, yeah. So, how old are the cousins? They're four and six years older than me. Oh, okay. So, yeah. they're like adults. Yeah. So, they're like, we're going to get you drunk. And I was like, well, wow, let's, let's yeah. fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a really healthy family dynamic. Yeah. I'm well, kidding. it's the Irish in you. Yeah. Um, so, your cousins take you out to the Cape. Mm-hmm. And was this, how long is this trip? It's for a weekend. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't one of those things where it's like, we're going to drink every day. It no. was like, you know, you go it was on. Like one night. Yeah, you leave like Friday, you come back Saturday night or something like that. Yeah. Um, so after that, when you first drink and get drunk with your cousins, are you like, oh, this is awesome? Or, oh, I'll just get context. I hated alcohol as a kid okay. because. I saw what it did to people around me, sure. whether it was like I have a very abusive ex-stepfather. Um, it would like people in my circles, like my family or friends, when they would get drunk, they would say things and I would put stock in that. And then mm-hmm. the next day they wouldn't even remember saying those things. So, you know, it leads to a lot of mistrust and, totally. you know, like just kind of like, oh, I, you know, people are liars when they drink and stuff like that. And they don't do it intentionally. They right. just, you know, have a couple of drinks and you're like, yeah, we're going to get you that X, Y, and Z. You know, don't worry about it. We're going to take care of it. And then the next day they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so I hated alcohol. Interesting. And I also have massive anxiety and depression. That's literally where all the scars all over my body come from because I used to hurt myself. And so then as a senior in high school, when me and my twin sister finally started getting closer, she invited me to a party she was going to throw at the house. Oh, sweet. And I did 99 bananas. And I'll never forget. I remember as soon as it, like the alcohol hit me, 
I was like, all my anxiety just went away. And I was like, oh my God. It's amazing. I was like, what? This is all like, yeah. This is what, like, you guys have been, you guys had this the whole time. Right. And it like a switch flipped in my head. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. So for you as a 13 year old, were you like, oh, this is awesome? Or were you like, I never want to do this again? I liked it. I didn't like, we were also drinking like Mike's Hard Lemonades. Like, (laughs) I wasn't getting like crazy that night. But I think I drank through most of high school and I think when I realized like oh I love this is I'm I have pretty bad anxiety too I'm really I'm a pretty insecure person and so (laughs) it helped me to kind of get past those things and it was like even if a bad thing would happen I kind of felt like oh at least my life is moving forward I'm making choices even if I don't remember them yeah so it was kind of like it felt like this way for me to sort of move forward Cope. in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I used it as a coping mo- mechanism and self-medication forever. Totally. To the point, it was funny because I, when I actually started going to see it, I went to a neuropsychologist who could prescribe medication and I told him, I was like, oh, I'm self-medicating with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, that's no good. He goes, for what? And I go, anxiety. And he goes, oh, we'll just give you Xanax. Uh-huh. And then that was a whole other animal. Because it Especially was like- the two together. This is just as bad. And oh, especially yeah. when you mix them, it's like you're going to die. No, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So I went down those roads and those were nuts. But for you, when you say you drank through high school, were is this a, a party? Like, take us through it. Was this a parties only kind of thing? Was this, you know, this happens going into your freshman year. So are you immediately like on the weekends drinking with your cousins? Are you going like every once in a while, like once a month? Is it obviously progressively gets worse as you get older right. because there's just more access. You can now drive. You can now go pick it up yourself. Totally. So like take us through that timeline from drinking with your cousins on the fucking Cape at 13 to now like getting ready to go to one of the biggest – party schools in the country. Right. So I would say so I was really serious about school. I was real I was like Yeah, you said you wanted to go to med school. Yeah. So. And so it was an interesting thing because I would be so hard on myself during the week and then go to these like crazy high school parties on the weekends yeah. where like our, my friends are like, we're stealing alcohol from our parents or like, you know. <laughs> Do they get – so I'm from the south where the parties actually legitimately get like, this is a little out of control. Uh-huh. Do they – I now, I was never invited to those, but I've heard of them. Uh, do they get like that in the northeast? Because yes, you guys don't know. have as much room. Right. Yeah. It was like there like was – we had bonfires and fields and stuff. Yeah. It, this was more like rich kids, parents aren't home. Okay. Everyone come to my house type yeah. of thing. And then the cops would be called. But it wasn't like – it wasn't Project X by yeah. any means. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good movie pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So so then like you said, you're hard on yourself during the week. Uh, when did you start doing track? Um – Sophomore year. I okay. Think. Yeah. So this progressively, this kind of cycle keeps happening where you're hard on yourself during the week. You're really focused. Then on the weekend, someone has a party mm-hmm. and you go, was it ever a thing? This is, I find this fascinating because obviously our high school dynamics were incredibly different from each other. And I only saw it from the outside through my sisters because again, they were both very popular. But was there ever a time because of suffering from anxiety where you were like, I really want to drink this weekend, but just nothing was going on? What, did that ever happen? I'm and, sure it did. Yeah. For sure. But not I, enough to like stand out in your memory. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It wasn't like it, it for me to this day, it's never been this issue of like, I'm so sad. I'm so anxious. 
I'm none of my friends are doing anything. I'm alone, so I'm going to drink by myself. Like, yeah. That's never been the issue for me. Look at you. I, Look at you. I'm so it well adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more. I used to only drink alone. Well, it, it depends because I would drink in like big public settings, get really nervous and like social anxiety. Then I would drink too much, and then you're embarrassing yourself in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. If you're by yourself, Which we're going to get into. It. Yeah, you're like your dog. Yeah, the be worst thing I do is send a couple of texts, and right. I'm like, eh, I probably shouldn't have sent those. Exactly. But like that's a lot of times I would start drinking and I would put my phone on like the opposite side of the room or I'd plug it in in the bedroom and then I'd go out in the living room and just be fucking way. And I, I mean, I do a bit about it, but it's like, I I used to tell people I would drink socially because I'd put on like the Jersey shore and then I would drink with them like in unison with them. And I'd be like, yeah, we're partying guys. I'm just the guy on the couch. Like you can't like, I'm in, I'm, thank you very much. I'm, I'm kind of good at this. Uh, <laughs> but like, I, it's weird because I do that bit on stage and either it hits people like that and yeah. they're like, oh my God, that's hilarious. Right. Or people are like, oh my, that's so sad. I know. So it's like, yeah. come on, you guys. That's the worst on stage too, separate note, when everyone goes, oh, and yeah. you're like, no, I have the microphone. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> like, I'm the one saying it. Right. My friend Matt Folstron has a, a really good line where he's holding the mic and then he points at it. He goes, you see this? This is the universal sign for I'm just kidding. I like, love that. Yeah. That's it's like, funny. yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> So high school, you're doing the parties on the weekends and then you're going to school during the day. And then and at any point in high school, is there is there a point where you're like, oh, that was a little, little crazy? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Because for me, it was college. Like I got drunk that one time and, and then I would – I continued drinking after I got drunk my senior – late in my senior year. That summer, obviously before going to college, like I was drinking at that point. Mm-hmm. But – like at the time I stole a car or would do ragers and stuff, that all happened like after I would come home. Yeah. So I was already in college at that point. So for you, does anything stick out where you were like, oh, boy? Yeah. So it's my – this is kind of like a rite of passage sort of my first blackout or like brownout was my last high school party where like we called it senior send-off. We're all going to college. Yeah. And I blacked out and made out with one of my friends – who had like more feelings than I did. So it was like not a nice thing to do type of like you want attention when you're drunk. Yeah. Which is like a pattern of mine as I got older being like, oh, when you're drunk, when you're sad, you accept that type of thing from anybody. Yeah. You know? And so that was like the first (laughs) (laughs) sign I've opened up next to a lot of people like, God damn it. Yeah. You're like, okay, um, wouldn't have done this again. So. Maybe uh, don't recommend. Yeah. Yeah. So that was sort of- I'm, I'm sure – I mean they say it in that movie. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Superbad. It's a little mm-hmm. bit older but it's a big party movie. But he, movie. he's Yeah, he's like – Jonah Hill's character says, you know, you know when the girls wake up and they go, oh, I was so drunk last night. Why did I sleep with that guy? We could be that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> like I have a feeling that I, I probably have because I slept with like some very attractive people uh-huh. and I'm, I have horrible self-confidence. I'm always like You're you fat piece guy. of shit. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> Now I'm all like, oh, thanks. One of the popular girls said I was cute. Um, but I never thought of it like that because we're all at the party like right. hanging out and stuff. And I mean that's happened to me ipso facto later in life. Mm-hmm. Like when I – you know, before I started dating my girlfriend now, Tracy, I and me and my ex broke up. I was kind of single in New York for a few months. Right. And there were people that I – and I'm sober now. So uh-huh. I knew it wasn't because I – like nobody was drinking because people always right. get weird about drinking around sober people. Yeah. And there were people that I slept with and I was like, I have no business. Like this person is like, what? Right. And then they don't text me back. And I'm like, well, now I know you can't say it's because we were drunk. Yeah. Like you genuinely thought I was cute or funny or something. Totally. But to your point, there are times where we get drunk and I see the collective we and we do things and we're like, God 
Why? For sure. So this party, house party, I assume, mm-hmm. senior send off. Now, do you guys designate a house for this? Yes. So it was at one of my friend. Like, Please tell me the parents th- were there. They're being like, they're like cool parents. It was like parent situation. Okay. So like a little in and out. I didn't know if it was like the cool, because I had the cool mom oh, where she was like, you guys can party. That's cool. Yeah. yeah no. uh, actually, I take that back. They were, they were pretty down for it. Yeah. So they, yeah, it was at my friend's house and we were all supposed to like sleep in tents outside. And so big house, big house. Yep. Yeah. Big yard. Not anymore after that divorce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They had a pool and this is what should have been the indication that I was drunk. It was like covered so that no one would like swim and drown. I walked over the like flimsy pool cover twice. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like fell in twice. Like fell in or like you were like, like, oh, I want to walk across. Walk across and then like you're like feeling it sink down. Your friend's like, no, no, no. That type of thing. What is wrong with you? (laughs) I know. Oh my god, that's giving me so much anxiety. And nobody, I mean, granted, we're because if like, you go under that, you can't get back done. up because yeah, the thing, because of the done. cover. Mm-hmm. I know people who have drowned from that. Oh god, sorry. R- well, thing. no, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was probably a good indication. Well, they were drunk that I and they stopped. were yeah. They, yeah, it happens. Yeah. So, so this happens at the party, mm-hmm. um, and then you said you just made out with your friend. And then do you wake up – are you guys all sleeping in the tents? You wake up in the tent the next day? So we – a friend of mine – Because this is your first blackout. So I'm very interested yeah. to know how you felt the next day. Oh, it was it was the worst feeling in the world. So I – Wake up. You have no idea what happened. No idea. I got so used to blacking out uh, just because I'm a raging alcoholic. Uh-huh. But those first couple times, it's like – Horrifying. It's, you're, you're time traveling. Oh, you're like, truly. what happened? And it's funny because I – so I'm – I'm – I don't fully remember what happened, but I know something bad happened type yeah. of thing. You know that gut feeling where yes. you're just like, I did something I shouldn't have done. I had slept at a friend's house that night because she was like, oh, she's too drunk. We're going to go to like my house. Oh, okay. And so you leave the party to go to a friend's. Yes. And um, it's the craziest thing. It's the craziest thing when you black out and you're having somebody tell you what you said and did. And it's so different the way you are normally. That's been the title of this episode. Like, wait, what happened? Or they told me this happened. Like, for like 12 guests. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, It's like an alter ego where you're like this crazy per- – like, the friend of mine who I, I made out Two with- of the episodes were actually named after people's alter egos. <laughs> Drinking's crazy. You know TJ Francis? Yes. He literally, his alter ego was the Tim. <laughs> he has told me that. Yeah, yeah. The, his episode's literally called The Tim Cometh because yeah. <laughs> he'd get drunk and be like, yeah. So for you, and I, I say it all the time, my alter ego in college was Brandon Taft. Uh-huh. It's a long story, but long story short, we were in a class, one of these giant like classes with like 400 kids for freshmen. And me and all the football players, we have to sit at the front. There's TAs that come in and like – or like uh, grad assistants that come in and check to make sure we're in class and we have to sit at the front. Uh-huh. And this biology teacher had a super thick accent and she asked me what my name was and I said, Brennan Tassif. And she uh-huh. goes, Brandon Taft. <laughs> and like just that one time she said it and then that was boom. My yeah. alter ego was Bre- – because all the football players were like, yeah, Taft. <laughs> Um, so then whenever I would get too drunk and do stupid shit, like carve my own face open in a fight or like, you know, flirt with girls that were way out of my league or anything, people would be like, here we go, boys. Brandon Taft is here. <laughs> so you have an alter ego. Oh, for sure. Did you name her? It should – because my friends as a joke used to call me Maggot and that should have been okay, my there alter you go. ego name because I she was trash. I title. It's so mean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But it was. Well, I'm I writing was, it down. Where'd my pen go? I was uh, a garbage person so, when I was drunk. So, so maggot comes out. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Yeah, that is too such a Boston. Well, you're not from Boston, but no, 
But That's such a northeast thing. Yeah. Like mine was like playful, like Brandon Taft. Uh-huh. And yours like, hey, maggot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you piece of shit. <laughs> Back in northeast, dude. Uh, so you stay at the friend's house and then as, what What happened? What'd she tell you happened? So this was bad. So well, you don't have to say it. Yeah, basically. Just, yeah. There was. Because I'd rather you work around it now than call me or text me in 20 minutes and be like, hey, can you take that whole thing out? I mean, it was so long, though. Nobody cares now. But. You were like 24. No, I was 18. This is high school. So it was like, whatever. Um, But so other people liked the person that I kissed, and they were like, you just just like hurt one of your friends for no reason. So because I've been on the other end of that uh, quite a few times. Sad boy stare. Um, <laughs> so he obviously has a huge crush on you. And you're like, I'll throw him a bone. We'll make out. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, people, your friends obviously know you don't like him like that because you've had that conversation. Right. Um, spilling tea. Uh, does he know that? I think he does. <sighs> I think he does. Yeah, he does. But As like, being that person a few times, he does. Yeah, yeah. So he was just like, oh, cool. We're drinking at this party. Maybe this is my opportunity to like see if this can go anywhere. And, and to, then- to be fair to him, apparently when I was drunk, and I remember at the time he told me like, you said you came up to me, like you pursued me. And I was like, I would never do that. That's crazy. Maggot would. Maggot <laughs> would. As I get older, I realize, oh, maggot for sure would. <laughs> <laughs> Megan would take her top off. Like, we don't know. So. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to put it in the title, but Maggot Wood is the greatest <laughs> title of all time. Yeah. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> Truly. Everybody look at me. Like, oh, God. Yeah. So, I, I yeah, he and, he and one of my friends had just broken up. And. Uh, Was he attractive? I know this is a very service question to ask. Don't make this the clip. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Because I always wonder about that. I have – and this is weird because I, I've always – it's attractiveness is a weird thing. Yeah. Because I've had like older women at the restaurant come in and they'd be like, oh my god, you were just – you were so handsome. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? Because like when I go to like – like well, that brief time I was single here, like when I was single in Florida, it's like I've – I feel like I can't get anyone's attention to save my fucking life. Right. Yeah. But then, and then, like, I, I'm real big. I don't know if it's a, I fit a niche or something, but real big in the the gay community, mm-hmm. like gay, a lot of gay guys love me. Ah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, so people are attracted. Right. But then it'll be times when like I'd like look, per, try to pursue someone that I was like super attracted to, uh-huh. and they were like, Ugh, get like my boyfriend's a model, like get out of here. Right. And I'm like, so there is a disconnect, but. The point I'm trying to make is the fact that, like, off rip, your friends were like, oh, obviously, this was Maggot, not Maggie. Like, right, we, yeah. So that's all you have to say. Like, we get it. Yeah. Um, so how do you put them down? Like, do you do you ever talk about it again? Do you ever mention it again? Are you guys still friends? Like, what happens? We are not still friends because when I would get drunk, that pattern would repeat. And I think he got to a point where he was like, this So you kept up. doing it. Yeah. Ooh, Spicy. <laughs> yeah. So you were a little bit of a one of those. One of those. I know it's a horrible. Yeah. There's a term for it, but we're not going to say because it, it's mean. Um. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. I'm totally one of those. <laughs> but that's and the thing is too Just is get like hammered and be like ah right oh my god I love to make out. It's <laughs> <laughs> the clip. <laughs> Maggot loves to make out. 
<laughs> I do. Um, so that do you continue? Because this is the senior send off. Yeah. So that summer, do you go to school in the summer as an early yeah. enroll? I think that was like two weeks before I left for college. I think like around that time. Okay, so the senior send off isn't still during school. This is like the summer. summer during, yeah. Okay. So then you get to Wisconsin. And now you've already been experienced. So mm-hmm. I, again, just point of reference, and I know the listeners hate when I repeat stories, but it's a good way to um, relate to the guest. When I got to college, like I said, I had drank a bunch mm-hmm. in that short window between the end of my senior year and going to college. That's when I first started drinking, and then I drank a lot during that time. So when I got to college, I was excited to be in this environment. And I say it all the time, Sean Michael Murphy, the pirate himself, was my very first roommate in college. I showed up. He goes, hey, man, as soon as my uncle left and his dad left, he goes, hey, man, you want to smoke weed? I go, I'm not really a smoker. He goes, let's go get a bottle of rum then and Uh drink. And I was like, it's on. (laughs) Like, this is the greatest thing. Because football, I got there in the summertime uh, and football wasn't starting. Like, practices didn't start for like another like week. So I was like, oh, this is going to be the greatest. When you get to Wisconsin, and I, I say it jokingly, but Wisconsin's a Big Ten school. It's like it is, it's a huge party school. Yeah. There's like 60,000 kids that go there. Totally. So when you get there, are you like fucking lock and load, let's go? Or I think I w- – so it's – what was hard about it Because also you have the school thing that you're really right. passionate about. And so I think freshman year was hard because – I went, no one from my high school went. It's like so far away. Mm-hmm. And so I did think Did you I, enjoy that aspect? I eventually Also, that other did. guy wasn't there. So you don't have yeah, to Yeah, right. That. Yeah. There's no one I have to throw a bone. <laughs> okay. Um, but so I didn't I'm have I'm going to mark this just in case because he's probably going to listen. And then you're going to be he's like, hey. Be like this monster. And I'm going to be like, fair enough. Um, Her nickname is Maggot, dude. Yeah. What'd you expect? Um, we're doing the thing now that we were talking about before about what the roast thing. Like, we're now pulling. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, what'd you think was going to happen? <laughs> uh, no, so you get to Wisconsin. Um, yeah, and get into it. So when you get there, are you like, all right. Like, because you're so uh, – this is what, why I'm a little confused is because – not confused, but um, interested is because you're focused on school. You mm-hmm. still want to go to med school as mm-hmm. a freshman. But then also you have no idea who anybody is. Right. You're living on campus, I assume. Yep. Do you immediately just link up with your roommates in the dorms and stuff? I Yes and no. One of the they... girls from my floor, still one of my best friends, but kind of everyone else. The floor. See, we were in the apartments, the okay, student apartments. Yeah. So we we had buildings, but like everyone kind of stuck to their like little pod. Got it. You, I have so many guests on when they talk about living in the dorms. They're like, yeah, my floor. Right. Yeah. So you guys just – yeah, take it. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Take us no. through it. So I think it was like, I think this is a common college experience. You meet people who might not be like a great for, fit for you in terms of like friends, but yeah. they're there and you don't know anybody. So you become friends. And I think. Not the right person, but the right now kind of right, person. Yeah. And like, no judgment to them. They're all nice, but we just like didn't click. Mm-hmm. But I would drink a ton when I was with them because like we're all just like, it's college and like mm-hmm. you don't know these people and you're kind of feeling uncomfortable. So kind of. Yeah. You're feeling uncomfortable. You're feeling very uncomfortable, honestly. So, and I think I still, because I had blacked out one time in high school, I was like, oh, that's not like a thing that I do. That was like a one time thing. Interesting. Yeah. So I was like, it'll be fine. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not learn I've a never, lesson. I've, no, that well, and that's that's an intro. I've never heard that take on it. Yeah, 
where it's like, oh, that never because I've had a lot of guests on where blackout is like their go to. It like is the, now. They have like two or three drinks and they're they're like and some of them it seems like almost like a chemical imbalance mm-hmm. where they're like, I don't know what happens. Like I do two shots and I black out. Like right. and it's not fun because I want to drink with my friends. Right. But then like two shots into it, I'm gone. Yeah. And I've had that happen with quite a few guests. I was always my tolerance was always really high and I don't uh-huh. know if it's because I'm Eastern European or drinking was a thing in my family or it's just because I drank so much in such a short period of time like right. training. Yeah. Uh, but for you, do you become the blackout artist? Like do you become – By the end of college, it was almost every time I would go out, I would blackout. Wow. It happened all the time. That's so dangerous. It's so bad. It's so dangerous. It's so – and like I didn't stop drinking until I was 24. Five, I think, and I took like two years off, and now I like okay. Wait, how old are you now? Twenty-seven. Oh, you're. I, I thought you were like twenty-two. No. Hang on, I gotta write blackout artist down. <laughs> um, so, when does it? When does it? Does it ever become a problem in your head? Yeah, it will. Because also, alcoholism is a big problem, like in my family. Yeah. So it's always yeah, you in said the back. you're Irish. We got it. Yeah. You know how to... uh, so it's always shout in the out back to the Nortons. Yeah, we're so fun. <laughs> um. So I, I have the bit. I think you heard the cool mom bit, but people are always like, "Dude," because alcoholism obviously runs in my family too, and people mm-hmm. are like, uh, "And it's it's weird because it's like my grandma talks about her father being like a crazy, and I'm obviously an alcoholic. I wouldn't consider anyone else in my immediate family an alcoholic. Like they can drink, uh-huh. they like to drink, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. And again, as a sober member of AA, it's not my right to call anybody that, but. Right. I also wouldn't. Right. Because you know, like my twin sister stopped drinking when she got pregnant. My older sister stopped drinking when she got pregnant. Like right. if they have stuff to do, they'll stop drinking. So it's probably just me and my brother riding this train out. Yeah. But um so for you, is it one of those things where like you black out once and you're like, oh, that'll never happen again, and then it starts becoming at any point and if it does happen, what point is it? I was, I'll tell you, I was 22 when I went to my first AA meeting. I was a senior in college because I took five years instead of four. Mm -hmm. And I remember going there and I was sobbing Mm -hmm. because I was like, fuck, I don't think I can live without alcohol. Because I had stopped playing football at this point and alcohol and drugs had consumed my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend and she was like, and I'm 22. And she was like, she was sober for a little while. And she goes, Brennan, why don't you just come to a meeting? And everyone knows what AA is through movies and television and stuff. And I went to a meeting and I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to sit there and be like, this is bullshit. Yeah. But they said, is anyone here for their first meeting? And I raised my hand. And as soon as I opened my mouth, I started sobbing because I was like, oh, this is going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a huge problem. At any point while you're doing – because blacking out is a danger. Like that's a thing. Totally. At any point are you like, fuck? I think – so I definitely – through most of college was like, oh, this could be a problem. I think what was hard is because it was such a big party school, like kind of all my friends were doing that too. Yeah. So and are like, you still doing well in school? Yeah. Yeah. So fuck it. Yeah. So and so everyone's I was like fit. I was getting D's and I was like, we still passing. Yeah. D's are passing in Florida, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. So they were all like, you don't have a like you're not doing anything different than the rest of us. Like it's totally fine. It's normalized. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I moved to New York, I blacked out a couple times and my roommate It's <sighs> not safe. Yeah. And and she's just like, you just can't do that here. And what I think to your point about chemical imbalance. You're like, why? Right, exactly. I'm like, my friend said it's fine. Um, um, I think like I would be – I could – sometimes there are nights where I could drink 10 drinks and be totally fine. And then there are other ones where like if I get nervous, something in my brain just snaps off and is like, oh, you're going to black out. You don't want to remember this. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that could be after three. Yeah. So it was kind of like the Russian roulette didn't feel worth it at a certain point because you're like – 
I don't – and I also – I just started comedy too. I was like, there's so many new people that I'm meeting. It's, it is work. And you don't want to be that person. Exactly. You don't. Cause I was at from 2009 until 2015 or 14, excuse me. I was the drunk comic. Mm -hmm. I was drunk the first open mic I ever did. Yeah. And I was drunk at every single open mic after that. Every show I was drunk and I would get on stage and do an Arnold impression. I'd run the light. It'd be a five minute mic. I'd do like 12 minutes. Cause right. I was like, no one's going to fucking come up here and take me off the stage. Yeah. Just hammered all the right. time, and it was embarrassed. And looking back on it, it was shitty. Yeah, and like you said, like especially you moved to New York, and now you're doing comedy. Mm -hmm. It's work. Right. This is not fun. No, uh, well, I mean, it's it fun. Is, we love right. it, but it's work. What What happened? And then I want to get into some of these stories because we got about 25, 30 minutes left. What happened that made you not want to go to med school? When oh. did the attention thing click back in? I, I mean, did, it's been there the whole time, making right. out with everybody. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, it just manifested that way. Um, I didn't get in. Just running around naked. Yeah. And there's, What's Maggot doing? Put some clothes on her. <laughs> Being insane, probably. Um, yeah. You I didn't, didn't get in? No. So, but we just talked. You said you were doing really well in school. Yeah. Like what? You I just, did well, but like it wasn't like, uh, like in high school, I- Where did you Where did you apply to? The University of Wisconsin med I school? I applied to Wisconsin. I kind of applied, I think I applied to like 10 schools. Wow. Yeah. And this was the, my, this is so classic. My mom, she, I remember she was like, I'm so proud of you because you just get rejected and rejected and rejected and yeah. you just keep sticking with it. And I'm like, we don't have to say rejected that many times. Built I think. for comedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Built for show business. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about, I love it when people reject me and yeah. I don't go home and cry at all no. about it. I seek it out. That's I what I I had a manic episode last night. Oh my God. I oh, spiral. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It's a comedy is so highs and lows. You just... It's well, like it's just weird because like I've had people on this show that are are pretty big and like I consider friends, mm -hmm. and then you realize they're not friends. They're mm -hmm. just you know they did the show as a favor, and I appreciate that. But we're not like buddies, right? And sometimes when that reality sets in, because like maybe you go to see them at a show or you go to like hang out with them because you see they're on the lineup at a club and it's a club that you go to all the time. So you're like, oh, I'll just show up and be like, yo, what's up? And then they don't even really look at you twice. And you're kind of like – and that happened to me last night. And I that that, that thing set in of like, what are you doing here? Right. Like why are you – and oh, so I totally understand that like yeah. rejection aspect. Totally. So you just didn't – you were just like, okay, it's not for me. Yeah. And then did you – you so you finished with a degree in biology and mm -hmm. journalism? Mm -hmm. So you have a double major? Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a cool combo though. Yeah. Like, and it's – it actually – it's – I wouldn't say that like my day job is fun but it really – exactly what I studied in college is what I'm doing now for my day job and I'm grateful to have it so that I can do comedy at night and not worry as much about money like that type of thing yeah absolutely so well that's all, a yeah that's a weird thing like with my serving job people are like oh you have to quit that so you can do comedy full time at night and it's like I can make my rent in a weekend like I'm right. not I can't plus I've made so many connections at that job yeah because it's in between the stand and the cellar so so many comics come in there like oh that's interesting and it's an expensive restaurant so it's big comics that come yeah. in there and so like that's how I got on stage at the cellar it was not through open mics it wasn't through network. It was because I was totally. at work yeah. and a comic asked me if I wanted to do five minutes on their show. Right. And it happened to be at the cellar. That's very cool. So, but that's the thing is like, it kind of sucks when you have a night job because it's like, like someone asked me to do a show on Friday and I was like, fuck, I work on Friday. Yeah. But for you, you have the day job and so you just do comedy all night, mm -hmm. every night. Yeah. When did you, um, so we talk about not getting into med school and stuff and then I, cause you wrote on, you sent me a couple of stories that I wanted to talk about. There's two I really want to get to, um, and one we've been kind of leading up to this whole time, but detox. Yes. So you sent me detox. So when does that happen? So my, 
I think it was the summer between my sophomore and junior year, because I hadn't turned 21 yet, I worked at like a big college bar, like one of those like Big Ten party school bars. Yeah. I was a bartender. And what they would do is on like, I think it was Sundays and Tuesdays, they would kind of let the employees go there and drink like a normal person, even though you weren't 21 yet. And my friends and I would just go there and get housed. Hammered. Hammered. Did you pregame before or you just Oh of course. So maggot showing up. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it Maggie. was like with Burnett's whipped cream flavor. We're ripping <laughs> that. And I was like, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Pinnacle? No, what's that? Okay, so I'm I'm I've got like seven years on you, but Pinnacle was a vodka. Oh. And it was so when I was in college, they started doing a lot of these flavors, like crazy flavors, mm-hmm. like uh, Fruit Loop. Right, yeah. And like Cinnamon Toast Crunch and like all these weird flavors. Yeah. Um, and Pinnacle was one of the companies that kind of like started that. Pinnacle okay. and there's a couple other. Um, I can't, I'm forgetting the name of the other big one. But they started doing like – I remember one was called Loopy and it was Fruit Loops. Uh-huh. But this became like a big thing. And then Pinnacle – Vodka, garbage vodka, garbage. disgusting. Yeah. Came out with a line though of everything. Like toasted almond, whipped cream, right. coconut, like every flavor you yeah. could imagine. Black cherry. And people loved it. Loved it. And it's it, – I God, I remember loving it when I was in co- – but there was a part of me coming from a family of big drinkers where I was like, it's not supposed to taste like this. Like there has to be something wrong with the vodka because real vodka doesn't taste anything like this. See, I did not have that wherewithal. You were like, let's fucking go. I remember, Sugar me up, Captain. Yeah, I remember saying to a person older than me like, oh, I don't even – I wouldn't – like because I had had at the bar like Grey Goose, Tito's, whatever. And I was like, I don't like that. I like whipped cream brunettes. And they were like, do not tell people that. That's <laughs> – Deeply embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, I'll like have a cocktail. Like I like it. Yeah, I was like, this is so good. So yeah, so it was one night I was working at that bar, and we all, my friends and I all went, and something happened with I think a guy I liked where like it didn't go the way I wanted it to. You know, mm-hmm. I built it up in my head, and shocker of all shocker, it didn't go that way. It's always and, nice to hear pretty girls say stuff like that happens to them too. Oh. More often than not. There are people just like we are. Okay. <laughs> the number of times I've been rejected, whatever. Anyway. But as your mom said, you're so good I at like this. I like take it so – well, clearly not. I went to detox. <laughs> One guy didn't like me and I was like, well, I need to pass out. So <laughs> I need to die now. Yeah. So is that what happened? That it didn't go as as planned? And I don't remember the details of it, but yeah. Obviously. It, yeah. Actually, I might have worked okay because there was later a picture of us making out. So it didn't go that badly. Yeah. But regardless – I hate myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the clip. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, so one, it's like all my coworkers, and one of them like sends me home in an Uber, and she's like, she's gonna die, whatever. And I got in this phase of when I'm in an Uber and they're at a stoplight, I'm gonna get out and run home. Yeah, I love to run. So it's track. Yeah, exactly. So I run at some. So point, you get out and run. Yes. Yes, and the Uber driver's calling this girl who's not a good friend of mine, being like, she left. I don't know what else to do. And the yeah. girl's like, I tried. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So I any I end up passing. There's also on that point, there yeah. is a point I, I had to get to. Um and I'm still because I'm so empathetic, it's very difficult mm-hmm. because I feel so like I saw a guy, a homeless guy the other day, and he obviously was IDD, uh, intellectually developmentally disabled, uh-huh. and he asked me for something, and I literally walked away, and I was talking to my girlfriend, Tracy. This was a couple of months now, I guess, and I was like, 
crying. I was like, yeah. I don't know if he got to where he was going. Like, so it's hard for me to be like, all right, yeah. But that's something setting boundaries is what we call totally. it in the super secret program I'm in. But that's something I have to get better at is being like, listen, you're a grown up. If I wasn't here, you would probably still be doing this and you right. probably would survive. Oh, totally. So I'll just take myself out of it. No. And that's the thing is she tried to do a nice thing. And yeah. And you were like, I'm nice. running. Yeah. I got it. So. Deuces. Literally. Um, so I fell asleep outside of my apartment building. <laughs> Again, can't do that in New York. No, you cannot. And someone called Wisconsin, the cops. because they're, they're like, like oh, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey. I need to save her. Um, I had a fake ID. So that got obviously taken by the police and they brought me to detox. And I woke up the next morning, like obviously so disoriented. I don't know where I am. And it's all, it's because Madison small, but it's a city. Mm-hmm. So it's like me. And there wasn't any other college students. It was all like people with like crazy problems and yeah. they don't let you leave until you blow a zero. So I, at first I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell my parents. This is horrible. And then I find out the bill and I'm like, oh, I'm actually definitely telling my parents. Like yeah. I need help to pay for this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in like a little, like a counselor. Fun fact, you don't have to pay for that. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. You can literally just call them and be like, I don't have any money. I'm a college student. No way. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would have been helpful yeah. seven years I, ago. <laughs> trust me. I had to learn the hard way. Yeah. I've been taking in ambulances to hospitals, no like way. having seizures, like alcohol poisoning, like throwing up bile on and uh, stomach acid on myself. Like, and then they take me to the, like, cause I'm the one who's like, I'm not going to the hospital. And then they take right. me and then I'm the one who has to deal with it. And if you just call them and you're like, listen, I have no insurance. I have no money. Like, I don't know what you want from me. They, a lot of times, like, there's grants and scholarships and things like that right. through the hospital endowments. No way. And they'll just make it go away. Well, I'm drinking again, so if it comes up, <laughs> I'll try it. You call me. I'll help you out. Yeah. Uh, so you're at the detox, and you have to stay there till you blow a zero. Mm-hmm. So how long does that take? It t- so it takes – it, like, it takes like a day, day it, and a half. Yeah, it pretty much takes like a day. I think it, I think I was good by like 4 o'clock the next day. Okay. And but so just blowing like every five minutes. Yeah, really. I was like, I have to be close. It was it was horrible there. So two things. One, my friends, you can't they the hospital can't call anybody. Like yeah. they can't tell anybody. HIPAA, yeah. And they don't really let you use your phone. <clears throat> my friends, they were used to me like fleeing at night. So like they were like, Oh, she's probably like <laughs> At a guy's oh, or something. Oh, fleeing is yeah. such a great way to put it. <laughs> I would always do that. And so they they weren't nervous until the next morning. They were like, okay, like, let's look at her location. Like, who did she leave with? And they were like, why is she in an industrial park? Oh, so they were tracking your location on yes. your phone. That's yes. the, one of the smartest things mm-hmm. that the younger generation did was oh, for the tracking sure. thing. Thank God for that. Yeah. So they knew eventually. Because the first time I got arrested, nobody heard from me for like two days. Oh my God, and terrifying. it was just like, yeah. I guess who he's knows? dead. Yeah. Yeah. So Especially luckily, the way I drank, people are like, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. No, exactly. When I when I had to return to work the next day after my little uh, spectacle, my boss goes, I thought I was going to read about you in the newspaper. And I was like, nice. <laughs> so you didn't get fired, though? Did not get fired. Oh, no. that place? No. Yeah. The well, amount that- of sexual harassment. Try to fire me. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith says it in one of his movies. Bitch can try. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting to me. The the fear, because in the, especially in the service industry, drinking is such a part of the culture. Oh, for sure. There are so many times where I'd be going into work, like pit in my stomach, like, fuck, what did I do? Because especially like when I was working for Outback, that's the first restaurant I ever worked at as a server, you would leave, everyone would go to a, a friendly bar where they would serve you underage because, you know, you tip really well. Mm-hmm. And that's a trick I, I used to teach people all the time in college was if you get to a college town and there's like a local bar or restaurant, especially if it's a restaurant, 
Go there, don't order any drinks, order food, tip an egregious amount. Oh, for sure. The next time you go in, no one's asking for your ID. Oh, no. Uh, so shout out to the kids out there. But um, <laughs> Tip. Yeah, tip well. And then, I, dude, people come into my restaurant and I'm like, I don't fucking care. Right. Like, oh, yeah. As long as you take care of me, I'm not going to ask. I never card people at Greenwich. Yeah. Never. But it's so weird. when I have sometimes because some tourists and they'll be like, the dad or the mom will be like, can they drink? And I go, well, now that you asked me, well, I right. have to ask for the ID. Now it's weird. Like if yeah. you would have just fucking not said anything. Yeah. Don't ask, don't tell. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, so for you, did you often have times like going out and partying with work friends and then coming in the next day like, fuck? Oh, yeah. Well, so I. That was my life. Yeah. Like five days a week, every single week was oh, like, God. who did I flirt with? Who did I try to make out with? Yeah, and at this point, I'm not a trap. I'm fat at this point. <laughs> like I'm not playing football anymore. I No, like I have the bit about it. I literally gained close to 100 pounds in like oh, wow. six months. Like uh, I'm disgusting. Okay. And I'm like, hey, babe, why don't yeah. we? You know how fucking servers can be. For sure. Oh, and that was – so that was what was <coughs> bad about the situation. I would be the blackout makeout guy where you're like, ugh. Right. And by the way, like – I was drinking a lot in college. I did not look great. So I don't think everyone was like, I would love to make out with yeah. her. And so – Mac is putting on some pounds. Yeah, not looking the best. And it was so – tired I, all the time. Con- oh. Bloated. Your horrible. eyes are bloodshot. Yeah. So bad. Don't you want to make out with me? <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly surprised that he went for it because I – so I wake up in detox. I get my phone back because I have to call my parents. I also – I call my dad. The minute I get on the phone with him, I'm like, I'm in prison. And the lady's like, no, she's not. Like <laughs> trying to like get to my dad, talk to him. And I'm looking at my phone. I have all these texts because I didn't look at it all night. Yeah. And there's just a picture of me making out with this guy. And I swear to God, my first thought was like, well – I'm glad I didn't have my phone because then I didn't drunk text him. So kind of a win. <laughs> I was That's like, totally a win. I was like, okay, mysterious. Like, yeah. What happened to her? Oh, we don't know. She just wasn't into it. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and the thing is, Maybe next I don't time. even think I had his number. So the way I would reach out to him would be like LinkedIn DM essentially. Like I would reach out through other apps. Yeah. Like group me. Was I had sent him so many group me. Did like, you work with him? How did yeah, you? Okay. Yeah, he's a coworker. Yeah, so that's, yeah. yeah. Classic. God, classic. Yeah. So then when did you stop? Because you had the bits about not drinking and stuff. Yeah. When was the conscious decision to stop? Because you said you're drinking again. But when was the con- conscious decision to stop? So that was when I moved to New York. I had blacked out like a couple times. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. And, and your roommates like, in New York were like, this isn't Wisconsin. This yeah, isn't this is Madison. Like a bad like, thing. Don't do that. Yeah. and But it was interesting is when I started drinking again, she was, she was always of like – she was one of the first people who was like, I think you should stop or like at least take a break. And then – Is this someone in the – do I know her? Is she in no, the no. Okay. It's a friend from growing Just up. Just a civilian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a non-bit person. Um, and Don't you hate it when you talk to comics and you're like – and they don't preface it with like, oh, so I t- I'm trying to work on this bit and they bit you and you're like, oh. did you just fucking bit it's me? It's the worst. Bit testing casually sucks. Just tell me. Right. Hey, I'm working on this. Do you think do this you is think? funny? Yeah. Or there will be times like especially on this podcast where I'll say something and it'll make me laugh hysterically and then I'll go, oh, that's a bit and I'll mm-hmm. write it down. Right. But don't run something you know is a bit. Exactly. And if you are going to do it because there are times – because I have so many crazy stories. There are times that I've turned almost all of them into bits sure. where I'll go, this is a bit, but – and mm-hmm. then I'll tell the story. Exactly. And everyone gets that. Yeah. But if you're trying to like slip it in but it's so obvious, everyone's like – I wouldn't have laughed anyway, and now I hate you. I have a friend that speaks only in bits, and no. I th- I think it's it's just his personality. Right. But I'm like, sometimes I'm like, dude, I can't. He's gotten a lot better now that yeah. he's stopped drinking. But like at the time, I was like, I can't fucking talk to you. Like you're just bidding me. It's That's bit, hilarious bit, that bit, his bit, like bit, drunk bit. like 
blackout personality is like, well, let's work on comedy. Let's bitch. Yeah. Let's riff. Let's riff Let's bits. become a better comedian. <laughs> so for you, what was the time? Do you remember the time, the moment when you yeah. were like, okay, I have to. Yes. So I had, and this is the most mild of my stories probably, but so I had blacked out. I love how that's the one where you're like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. I'm like, end on a, end on a note where nobody hates you. How yeah. about? So I... We had been drinking all day. It was like one of those types of things. And Day drinking. What's for breakfast? Mimosas? Exactly. That's what we mean when we say using bits in casual conversation. (laughs) That's a bit. Oh, okay. Well, now I hate you. (laughs) Um, And I had blacked out at the last bar and it was with like – is this so you said drinking all day. So is this in the afternoon? This is probably like 10 o'clock. Okay. So you've been I made it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a warrior. Um, And so I – I blacked out and I was with like some people I was close with, but some people I weren't, I wasn't that close with. And one of the people there was like a- Girls, boys, boys and girls? Mix. Okay. One of, one of the people was a guy that friend of mine. Yeah, exactly. I definitely like saw him and was like, oh my God. Meanwhile, whatever. So we, we apparently we had this long conversation where I start crying about like an ex-boyfriend, like a relationship that just ended. And he's telling my roommate, like I, she's like really upset about her breakup. And she was like, She's not going through a breakup. Like, what is she talking about? I was talking about a breakup that happened on a TV show that I've been watching that day. What? I was like, I, if you follow like One Tree Hill, Nathan Scott. Who doesn't follow One Tree Hill? Right. I had been saying me and Nathan Scott got in a fight and we're breaking up. That is so demented. It's insane. (laughs) And I was like, my friend's like telling me this story the next day where she's like, yeah, like. Did she tell him? She yeah, was, she was like, that is not real. Like, that is like. <laughs> was it a breakup on the show or yes. you thought, okay, okay, Yes, okay. it was a breakup on the show and I apparently was so invested in the storyline that now it's my story to yeah, tell. Of course. Yeah. So then I, I'm hearing this the next day and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like That's insane. Yeah. That you're crying. Literally I cry crying. when I watch movies all the time. Oh, Shows, sure. movies. I'm a very emotional person. Yeah. But to get drunk and play it off as your own story yes. is insane. Like, talk about how bad you want to And that's coming from me. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Nuts. That's coming from a guy who stabbed himself one time because I was like, oh, if my long distance girlfriend thinks I got mugged and stabbed, she'll come visit me. Oh and I'm like, this One Tree Hill thing's insane. Yeah. No. Like, talk about how badly do you want attention? Yeah, like, you're that's... lying about a breakup. So. That happened on a television show. Yeah. A scripted television I actually, show. I tried to have a bit about this and everyone's like, we don't like you. But I used to say the best way to get away with bad behavior when you were drinking is to say you're going through a breakup because then everyone like feels bad for you. And they're like, oh, she's just going through it. And you're like, no, this is just me. Yeah. <laughs> this That's is just- a great bit. <laughs> Thank you. It never worked. But <laughs> there's got to be some connection there. Maybe just don't talk about drinking. Just being like a yeah, great this excuse actually for your bad behavior because yeah. then it's more related. Then know. everyone's like, oh, she's sad. Yeah. yeah. So what happened? So you were just like, I'm done? Yeah. And then for a year and a half, I just didn't drink. And what I found was, because not, which is not, I was like a problematic drinker, but yeah. it wasn't like an addiction in the sense that I craved it. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, there's easy different to not, levels. Yeah. It was easy to not do it. And so then when I started again, my roommate, who was the person who was like, you should take a break, she was like, do whatever you want to do, but I really feel like you could drink normally again and it like won't be a problem. Yeah. There's, and I say this all the time, there's, People see people who drink a lot and they go, oh, they're alcoholics. And I'm like, I don't think you fucking know what that word means. Like, and it's interesting because I do. Mm -hmm. And I tell people that like my current girlfriend, Tracy, I'm like, I tell her all the time. And it's kind of like, you could see it as me trying to push her away, but it's not. I'm like, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like, unless you're around it, there's no way you could understand. Right. And this is the same thing I went through with my ex-fiance was because I met her sober. Mm -hmm. 
our first year of our relationship, I was sober. She had never seen me drunk. Got it. And then two weeks, well, not the first year, but very close to the first year, two weeks before I got my one-year chip in AA, me and my roommate, and I talk about this in the one-man show, but me and my roommate were outside on the balcony smoking a cigarette, and we're like, maybe we overreacted. Like, we're both in our mid-20s. Like, maybe we should drink again. Mm -hmm. And my ex-fiance, girlfriend at the time, was like, yeah, why wouldn't you? You got all your shit together. And then she saw it. Yeah. And then we weren't engaged to be married anymore. Like, that's what I tell people is like, you have no – like, yeah, Maggie turns into maggot sometimes and likes to make out with (laughs) uggos. No big deal. She's doing them a favor. (laughs) It's charity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's people like me where I would wake up and I would have to do shots in order to get out of bed without vomiting. Yeah. And then get into my car and drive and I would have to drink like minis on my way to work to keep my hands steady. Yeah. And I worked in Florida. Mm-hmm. So it's like I would have trunk vodka. I would p- put handle vodka into a water bottle and I'd keep it in my trunk. So in the summertime, 110 degrees, probably 150 degrees in my trunk, open the trunk, smoke a cigarette and chug this trunk vodka before I'd go back into work to finish the lunch shift. Yeah. Like that's what I tell people. I'm like, yeah, you drink and you, you, you make up weird stories and you crave attention like okay right i literally was drinking 200 degree vodka in the summer yeah at seven in the morning like time to go to work totally so i yeah i agree with you i I, that's a long-winded way of saying like yeah it doesn't sound like from the outside looking in it doesn't sound like you had a serious problem which i will say like the way i would black out was a problem and now my headspace is like I know I, I know my life is good without alcohol. If it co- becomes a point where I feel like I'm like heading back in that direction, I'm going to stop and I'll be yeah. done. You know what I mean? It's just been like a – it's a social thing and I yeah. kind of missed it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, I get it. I get because my I've been sober now for six years coming on and it's weird because like there are still times – I had to call my sponsor about this a couple of weeks ago where uh-huh. a friend of mine moved from Jacksonville to New York and we were out um, and he's like doing coke and drinking and yeah. I was like – and normally I'm like, nah. Yeah. But this this one time, I don't know, the stars aligned in a way where I was like, yeah, that looks kind of fun. Yeah. And I immediately got on the walked outside and called. Nice. I was like, hey, something's wrong right. because normally it looks like poison, but it does not look like poison yeah. right now. But I mean, the fact that you had the wherewithal to be like, I'm going to take myself out of this situation. Oh, yeah, I have someone. to. Well, I, I say that all the time. We're talking about the boundaries that we were talking about earlier where like I'll leave mm-hmm. places, family, friend, doesn't matter. I'll be like, I'm not comfortable and I'll leave. Oh, totally. And like you said about the breakup thing is the same thing with sobriety. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest excuse ever. 100%. Cuz I can just be like I'm not comfortable and that's not safe for my sobriety and just leave and people yeah. are like, "Well, he has been arrested eight times, so maybe he knows what's best for him." Yeah. No, and if you have anyone in your life who's like, "Come on, that's a dramatic reaction." You're like, "Oh, you suck." Like yeah. you're not someone I want to be around. Yeah, exactly. Like you know? I wouldn't want to be around you anyway. Right. Um, I think we have time if it's not too long. Do you want to do the pregnant story or the wedding invite story? Because um, those are the two I have marked. Okay. I The prego one I was kind of interested in. but Yeah, the pregnant one. Now that I'm like realizing the theme of me needing attention, I'm like, oh, this is bad. Oh, <laughs> let's do the pregnant one. Okay. Because this kind of fits in with the theme. Yes, it does. So all through college, I liked like this one guy who like no judgment to him. He did not like me and like really could not care less if I was like. What sports did he play? He was. No, he was like an artsy boy. Ooh. I love an Plot boy. twist. Mm-hmm. I do. My you friend, like emo boys. I love an emo boy. Yeah. I like, I guess, I used to say, like, my type is like paper clips. Like, it's just like all limbs folded together who's like sad. Like, I Aww. love that. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Well, now you know. <laughs> now we know. Hey, emo boys out there. 
So at, if you're a skateboarder, hit me up. At Maggie Naughton <laughs> yeah. on Instagram. Slide in those DMs. Yeah, do it. So um, I know a lot of emo sad boys. I'll throw you? it away. Let yeah, me know. If it's like, if they're like tall, dark I, hair and like. Cry watching Hook. I know all of the emo <laughs> boys. This is amazing. So yeah, that was my type. I liked, he lived on my floor freshman year. Loved him. Like was obsessed with him. And Can I be honest with you about something? Yeah. This just popped up in my head. As when I was playing college football uh-huh. and I saw the girls who were with those guys and I was always like, how is that guy <laughs> with that? She's so attractive. And this guy <laughs> can't even bench 225 pounds. Oh, no. What's going on? He can't even walk on the treadmill probably. Now I see it. <laughs> it's like that's your, yeah, yeah, that's your type. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Sometimes people just have a type. It's You could line up all the people I've liked in a room and be like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> what is this, a Fall Out Boy concert? Yeah, exactly. Oh! Well, fuck it. I grabbed that out of the air. Yeah. As you were saying, you could line up. I was like, think of a band. Think of uh-huh. a band. Think of a band. No, exactly. It's like a casting call for like sad rich boy. That was yeah, my What type. is this, Newfound Glory? Um, <laughs> so I – and again, like he would like kind of like me and then I would do something insane and he'd be like, too much and yeah. just whatever. So – we were in a class together my probably junior year or something like that. And like I was like, this is my chance. He's going to see. I'm like, so smart, so interesting. He's going to fall in love with me. <laughs> Didn't. <laughs> Did not. And so one night I'm out at a bar and I see his friend who's also in my class. And I'm like, this will get him. I'm going to hook up with the friend. Ooh, mm-hmm. attention-seeking behavior. Yes. And a little, a little salute over oh here, a God. little drunk salute. Well, the worst part of it is so I hang out with a friend. I think we like make out as I do. Yeah, and, that's your calling card. And we, Let like, me smell your breath. Yeah, that's yeah, maggot. That's, <laughs> God, um, it's probably smelled like whipped cream brunettes. And, <laughs> that's where we're going. <laughs> and so then I am like – I like leave with a friend and I'm like, oh, we're going to hook up, whatever. But I – just like could not get past how much I liked his friend. That's so, insane to me that that's your go-to. Oh, for sure. This will get his attention. Yeah. No, looking back, are you joking? There are Dateline episodes about this kind of thing. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> what happened to her? Well, she wanted to get her husband back, so she slept with his brother. She's yeah. dead now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No sense of self-preservation. Maggot does not care. So I- I want his attention, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I we went to so many different <laughs> locations around the city because I was like, this will be hot. This is where we can hook up. And every time I'd be like, no, I don't really want to do this. So we, li- I think we oh, went good. on like a That's, scavenger yeah. hunt of locations. Eventually, I just like send a Snapchat to the friend, being like, he's probably like opens it, doesn't answer, whatever. Yeah. So whatever that that happens, I I'm like so embarrassed about it the next day. Meanwhile, his friend tells me he's like, we've done this before. Like you've made out with me in the past, and I was like. Oh, I had no memory of it. Wow. Yeah. And so then, you, this is like we said earlier, this is kind of your thing. That was yeah. my thing for sure. To find the friend of the guy who's not interested in you and hook up with him mm-hmm. and make out with him. Yeah. And to the listeners at home, it never works. So don't never, do yeah, it. Don't do it. Um, really, and, you don't say it. Didn't have a happy ending? <laughs> if, we're actually engaged now. <laughs> <laughs> but so... I I don't know. Maybe a month goes by, like long enough that like I've forgotten about this. I've probably tried a hundred other friends yeah. to get this attention and no luck. <laughs> and, um, and then one night something comes over me. I'm drunk and I decide to tell the friend, the one I like, another guy I know. <laughs> yeah, we know how you know him. Yeah, another guy I know who is like a pre-med. In the biblical sense. Yes, exactly. And then I tell I tell like four different guys 
Hey, I'm pregnant. No! No! You piece of shit! What is wrong with you? I know. <laughs> I knew it was coming because it was the fucking name of the story you sent me. But the fact that you're like, so I told the friend, the guy, like, and two other people. Which, by the way, none of them had had sex with That's me. That's what I was going to ask next. They're like, they're all like, <laughs> the guy was like on some hiking trip, which, ugh. but he texted me two days later being like, hey, so sorry I didn't respond to this. From what I recall, we didn't have sex. How did you get pregnant? And I was like, I'm a slut. Get <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I'm sleeping with a lot of other people to make their friends jealous. Yeah, exactly. My whole roster is just people. Like, <laughs> I'm a pass out. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, one, my friend. You're not even sleeping with these people. No, that was a joke for the listeners. If yeah. you're not tracking, you're just making out with them. Oh my god, yeah, it was the makeout bandit who wouldn't put out. So, oh, and all of them the are like, title. "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and one of the people, I didn't even say I'm pregnant. I just sent him a text, "Hey, I need a ride," and he goes, "To where?" And the go, abortion clinic. Literally the clinic. I knew that's what you were gonna say. Yeah. So. Oh, my friends still text me randomly and just be like, I need a ride. Because <laughs> it's like, are you insane? And so the guy I like was like, why did you do that? That makes no sense. And the next day I'm like. Well, how long does it go before? Because we got to wrap up soon. But yeah. how long does it go before he sends that? Te- like, why would. Next morning. Okay. So yeah. he's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. The so you were drunk when you sent this text. Oh, black. Hammered. Yeah. yeah. And so then. You're like, what are you talking about? And then you scroll and you're like, fuck me. You have to look at like, just like the. Just blue letters of me just being like, this is my birth story, whatever. And so then the next day, he's like, why did you send? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like horrified. And I just go, can we just pretend like this is my unborn child and it never happened? And he never texts me again. That was it. That was it. The end of the Which whole like, good joke. courting and the yeah. back and forth. and the Yeah, all of it. He was just like, I'm out. You're insane. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a great joke. And Right. No, did not get the reaction it deserved. Damn it. Yeah. Well, this was fun. This is fun. Yeah, come back on. Thank we, you for we having have me. Four other stories we didn't get to. Oh, true. The wedding invite. That one's recent. Okay. <laughs> um, plug everything one more time. Social media, shows, Giga coming up, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Maggie Naughton on Instagram, Maggie Naughton 3 on TikTok, and Greenwich Village most nights at 7 and 9.30. Beautiful. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening at Brennan T. Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the one-man show. It's going live on YouTube January uh, 16th, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. Early episodes, early videos, and then you get Tales from the Restaurant, yeah. where I talk about all the uh, celebrities I've waited on and whether they're nice or a dick. Oh, that's really cool, actually. It started with uh, – I came up with the idea a long time ago, and then a lot of my comic friends were like, you can't talk about X, Y, and Z comic. Because they were a dick to you. Like, that'll burn your career. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I'll do it on Patreon. Nice. And it really came to a head when someone was like, oh, Travis Kelsey is such a sweetheart. And I go, you know that for a fact? I think, well, he's dating Taylor Swift. And I go, I've waited on him a few times. Kind of an asshole. Really? Kind of a dick. I'm a Swifty. Hot goss. Yeah. Hot goss coming to you live. But check out the Patreon for more of those stories. Yeah. We'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>